So, a lot of thoughts going on in my mind right now. I need to talk about it. Hello, welcome back. It's Jelen, and this is Cool Gems. This is a podcast where we talk about dramas, and today we are going to be talking about an incredibly popular drama. In fact, I think it's one of the most popular dramas ever on my drama list. W. I know I'm kind of late to the whole party, but I don't know why I haven't watched it. My entire family has watched it except for me, so I'm a little late to the game. But really excited to talk about it with you. So without further ado, here is my spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the drama, what are you waiting for? Go watch it. You're late too, but <laughs> if you have, let's get into it. So first things first, I am a huge fan of Extraordinary You, or I guess as some people know it, Haru Found by Chance. Ochota Palkanan Haru, and I loved it because no spoilers, I promise. If you haven't seen that, I loved it because of well, first the cast chemistry was just amazing, but also because of how they seem to you know call out all these. Tropes and cliches that are in in many K dramas, and I thought that was hilarious. And the whole idea of characters in a story, you know, actually having their own lives beyond what we see on the screen. In the case of dramas and movies, or on the pages of a book or a webtoon, that's just such an interesting concept. Especially if you, like me, are a huge consumer of fictional stories, dramas, webtoons, you know, books, all of those good stuff. I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but haven't you ever wondered what the character is like outside of the span of the story? That's what fan fictions do, right? Fan fiction is a space where you explore the characters outside of, you know, the constraints of the story, so to speak. What are these characters like in novel situations, or in continuations of the original canon? I've definitely thought about it. I used to read a lot of fan fiction when I was younger, and also the question of what would they be like if I met these characters in real life? Would we get along? Would we be friends? Don't tell me you've never thought about these questions. It it could just be me. <laughs> I could just be the weird one. I used to be a writer. I think I talked about that when I did that episode about Chicago typewriter. Maybe I shouldn't say writer because that sounds very professional, and I am not worthy of that title at all. But I used to love writing. It was a huge part of my life, and. I was always a believer of the idea that writers don't write stories. The characters, the stories, they have their own sort of lives, and writers just put that life into words. I remember because I would be surprised all the time that at the turns that my story would take, things that I didn't expect to happen happened. It could be because I was a terrible planner. I did hate planning because I just wanted to see where the story would go. You know, it was always so exciting, and we see that literally happen in Extraordinary You and W, where the characters actually have their own lives and you know rebel against what the writer wants from them. So the setup of W is just all around very intriguing. We have a real world person getting to meet a webtoon character. 
we have characters taking on their own lives outside of the pages that the writer designed for them to live in. So armed with, you know, my experience of watching Extraordinary You, I have extremely high expectations for W. I mean, come on, they even rhyme! <laughs> but aside from the whole manhwa setting of these two dramas and of course the similar theme of characters not exactly wanting to conform to what the writer plans for them, these two dramas are not very much similar, so W took me by surprise. Extraordinary You was really light and fluffy, that's not a spoiler I don't think, but W is so intense, it's so intense, dude. I was watching the first episode and halfway through that, about the time that, what's his name? Kang Tol, sorry, Kang Tol, Kang Tol, Kang Tol. Got it, alright. About the time that Kang Tol, I'll, I'll, I'll remember his name, alright? But when he was lying there, you know, all bloody and about to die for the first time, he reached out and grabbed her hand, right? Although, I'm kind of confused about that part. Was he, you know, voluntarily, of his own volition, grabbing her? Or was that just a sort of device to show us that she was being dragged into the story? Was he even grabbing anyone? Cause in that universe, in the Manhua universe, she showed up out of nowhere. So I don't get it, would he have been like grabbing at nothing? Cause no one was there before she got there. Would he just been like grasping at the air? How does that work? Not that it's that important, I was just really creeped out at first. Cause it's kinda like the stuff of horror movies, you know? When she got dragged into the Manhua universe, I thought for sure that he was gonna open his eyes and um, accuse her of being the killer and try to kill her. I was terrified. So I left it on pause for like the longest time, went to talk to my friends and said something like, I am watching W right now and it's really intense. One of my friends, though, said that it's not actually intense until the end, so I <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it through this drama. I'm just kidding, I definitely will because I love suspense. But it's like one of those things, I love it, but I also am terrified of it. So I watch it, and then I put it on pause, and then I grab something to hold while I freak myself out while watching the drama. <laughs> you know the feeling? It's fun, I promise. So throughout the first two episodes, I just kept pausing and then watching and then grabbing things and then walking around in circles a couple of times and then returning and just, yeah, it's it's a process. This is how you get the full experience, okay? <laughs> Alright, enough of that. I promise I have actual things about the episode to say. Well, mostly I have a lot of questions, many of which I'm sure will be answered in the next couple of episodes. But you know, part of the fun in watching a drama is discussing all these random thoughts and questions. So let's humor me. So the biggest one, and the one that I think we are all supposed to be thinking about, is how, what is going on? 
how is the writer Yeonju's father, you know, able to communicate? I I suppose with his characters, how does he know that Kang Chol wants to eat him up? I mean, I suppose it's kind of like how Kang Chol um, communicated with the writer at the end of episode two. You know, with his questions that showed up on his screen. The ones that appeared in big boxes after the failed car accident. It said something like, who are you, right? I suppose that must have been how he communicated with the writer in the past. But I was wondering more of whether the writer has actually met Kang Tol before. Did he go into the story like his daughter? Because also, if Kang Tol has done these sort of things a couple of times, wouldn't readers, you know, question it? Like, why is a fictional webtoon character asking about the writer? I mean, of course, there are many stories, movies, books that break the fourth wall. In fact, I particularly enjoy when they do that. But isn't it kind of strange if the character starts interrogating the writer in the middle of a car accident, or well, after a car accident, or well, I guess it's not explicitly directed to the writer. I don't think that Kang Tol even knows right now that he is a manhwa character. I think he just kind of has the sense that someone is the cause of all of these troubles that he has been facing, and someone is somehow orchestrating his death. It looks like he might know that it's someone outside of his universe. Someone, in a sense, greater. Someone with more power than the average member of his universe. Because he kind of just spoke directly to the screen. And it looked like he expected that he would be heard. Even though it looks like those were just his thoughts. Sit in the private space of his own mind. And not, you know, him shouting from the rooftops or making an announcement that he was gonna hunt someone down, right? Or did he say them aloud? I think they were thoughts, right? Either way, he expected to be heard. So I think he knows that there's more at play here than just a serial killer. I went off on a tangent there, but my point is, readers of this manhwa might not think of that as breaking the fourth wall. They might think that he was just directing that to the serial killer. So maybe all of his, you know, quibs and comments to the writer have, you know, all flown under the radar. And the writer is the only one who has picked up on it. So it's not that strange after all. But also, how is it that Kang Tol has some sort of special powers? I mean, I know he is alive, but I'm alive too and I can't stop time. In the middle of the car accident, he managed to somehow stop time and, you know, drive his car away from the wreck. From the impact, I mean, somehow. And about that, by the way, can you even start your car if, if, if time stopped? Wouldn't everything stop too? I mean, I guess it could be possible. Time has never stopped for me before, so I wouldn't know. But what is the special power that he has that no one else has that makes him almost as powerful as the writer? 
Did he always have this power? Was he always able to change fate? I say change fate because he was always able to take new directions with the story, it seems like. You know, like when we saw Yondu go into the story, it took on a new direction that the writer did not plan for the story to go. But this time in particular, at the end of episode 2, he literally was able to get out of the car accident that the writer planned. It wasn't just taking on a new direction from there, but it actually changed. Time froze and he drove his car out of the way. So yeah, was he always able to change his fate? Is that what his whole um, bridge thing was about? You know, when he grabbed onto the railing of the 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 bridge at the last moment. When did he first become animate? When did he gain sentience? Because this webtoon has been going on for like 10 years, right? It must have been a lot of work for the father. He wanted to end the story, but he couldn't because his characters were alive and they wanted to keep living. You know, I've heard of writers actually hating their characters. I think Agatha Christie was one of them. And I guess I can see where they're coming from, especially if they've spent a lot of time on this story and these characters. I think that, I mean, I can't speak for anyone, But I think that writers would want to explore different universes and characters and not just, you know, spend their entire career writing about one universe and one set of characters. That's my assumption anyways. I'm sure there are writers who love their universes and wouldn't mind spending, you know, eternity um, developing their characters and universes. So that's what I thought when I first um, saw, I think it was episode 1, and Subong... Yonju's father's assistant, disciple, the one that Yonju keeps calling. Subong said that Yonju's father was very excited and eager to kill Kang Tol off. So that was the first thing that that scene reminded me of, that maybe he was just very sick of his character and his story, and he just wanted it to be done, finally. And I didn't think that there was anything too wrong about that, but it turned out to be so much more than that. It was because his characters were alive, and they were coming for him. But to be honest, I don't really know how I feel about the father and his attempts to kill off Kang Tol. Obviously, I am against murder, and like Yeonju said, Kang Tol didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't deserve to die. That's if, you know, he is an actual human being, if he is alive. Because, I mean, how many drama characters have you seen die? I have seen many, and I cry over them, but it's fine because they are not real. They are not actually alive. So what happens if they are alive? Because if you just think about it from another angle, it's kind of terrifying. Imagine writing a story, or no, imagine just watching a drama and then that drama character speaking directly to you and saying they will come for you and come and get you and eat you up. Wouldn't your first instinct be to turn off the TV or the laptop or whatever you are watching the drama on? Take away the fluffy romantic aspects. Let Yeonju and her father be the main characters, and this could very well be a horror movie. Think about it. So, I get it. 
and I get why Yeonju is freaking out. But this, of course, is not a horror movie, and Kang Tol is not the bad guy. He is the main character. So I don't really know what to feel about the father's actions. What about you? What do you think? But I really hope they won't make the father out to be the villain. Instead, I hope they somehow have like an amicable <laughs> resolution to this. Although I don't really know how that's gonna play out. I also don't understand how they are gonna fall in love. They are the main couple, right? How are they gonna... How are they... She's not part of the webtoon. And he is not real. I mean, I guess he's supposed to be real. That's the point of the story. But I just don't see how he will be able to come to this universe. Yeonju's universe, I mean. And also, are all manhwas in this universe alive then? You know, it's a fantasy. I shouldn't be asking this many questions. There's just no point. <laughs> but thanks for joining me today. I'd love to know what you think of these two episodes so far. What are your thoughts about a webtoon coming to life? Or fictional characters coming to life in general? Would you be terrified? What do you think? What do you think about Yeonju's father? Let me know at CoolGemsPod on Twitter or Instagram. One last thing before we end. I am going to be starting a series called Watch With Me. It's a special for the month of December. Kinda like Vlogmas, I guess. Pot miss. <laughs> Basically, the Watch With Me series is just that. <laughs> we are gonna, I'm gonna upload short episodes of about 5 minutes to maybe 6 or 7 minutes where I share my thoughts after watching each episode of a drama. So it's kind of like we're watching the drama together and then talking about the episode right after it ends. Maybe spaz out about it for a little bit. Like... Can you believe that happened? Stuff like that. It's gonna be fun. I hope. <laughs> so yeah, I can't wait to watch episodes 3, 4, 5 of W, maybe the whole of the drama with you. These short episodes are gonna be coming out every single day, or at least that's the plan. I'll let you know on Twitter if I can't put up a new episode, so check out my Twitter for updates. And subscribe or follow the show so that you don't miss out on new episodes. But until then, stay safe and I'll see you really soon. If you want to, of course. <laughs> Alright, see you later.